Here on ETX Life Podcast, we invite you to take a peek behind the pine curtain with us as we work to create a culture of supporting women in the East Texas area. Journey with us as we share experiences, create connections, and offer insights on life and business. It's It's all good in in the piney woods. Welcome back to another episode of ETX Podcast. I'm Sierra, and I'm here with my co-host, Holly. Hello, Holly. Hey, Sierra. I know you've been super busy. Yes. Have you been able to take a breath now? No. Yes. Yes, no, maybe, sort <laughs> well, of. Well, I feel like October, it starts off um, our new fiscal year. Right. Visit Tyler, and we just hit the ground running until the new year. And then I, I usually take a few few days off several days off at the end of the year in the beginning of the year mm-hmm. take a deep breath and then yeah. jump into spring okay so your <laughs> your november and december isn't what you would consider super hectic just aside from normal holiday kind of stuff right but work-wise right. it kind of mellows out a little well no <laughs> <laughs> we used to have slow seasons but not you anymore know, we try to really get out there and promote shop local help our business owners out there's several holiday events that yeah. we participate in and promote so there's some real tom stuff there that's got to be taken care of fair and then and then you know once kind of that slows down then you can kind of yeah, enjoy your holidays like a little christmas bit. and stuff yeah well that's yeah. good yeah yeah and well you know we're broke ground and we're starting the build on our house So that's been just a constant every day. We drive by, we check progress, you know, we try to get updates and that's been a little bit of a full-time job all on its own, but it's been really fun so far. And if y'all want to follow along on ETX home on Instagram, you can kind of check out our progress if you're interested. So yeah, I've really enjoyed looking at like the color schemes that you've picked out. Yeah, it's kind of fun. That's the fun part really. So we'll see. I'll I'll get back to you in a couple of months and we'll see how much fun we're having. Yeah. But well, and when so it's far. done, you'll have to give us a Heck tour. Yeah, a when it's tour done, we'll ETX have a big home. housewarming party. That'll, That'll be, be really fun. fun. Yeah. Yes, good. So in my in my off time, you know, I like to kind of chill out, watch a little TV in the evenings when I've had enough of my other screen, right? <laughs> and uh, we recently finished the docu-series Lula Rich. Have you seen it? Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm a marketing geek. I know you are, too. Yeah. So I've kind of been following this story anyway since it's yeah since mm-hmm. it kind of all went downhill. So interesting. It is interesting. Um, if you don't know the Lula Rose story, this is a multi-level marketing company mm-hmm. that sells clothes, and they're most notably known for their like wild, outrageous prints, prints, mm-hmm. and they're like leggings, mm-hmm. so they're like super comfortable, right? Casual type. And clothing. do you know people that have sold yes. LuLaRoe? Okay, same many, here. Many. Yeah, same many. here. So, I mean, and this was part of the problem, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't know someone who right. sold LuLaRoe, you you're, yeah, you're, yeah, you don't have friends. Right. <laughs> well, so this kind of created a, a discussion between Holly and I, um, being in marketing and supporting women in business, we completely get the pull to kind of jump on an MLM bandwagon because, you know, when you have kids at home, you want to contribute to the household, whether you're educated or not, but you've got skills that aren't being fully, you know, used to their potential Mm -hmm. being home with your kids. So it kind of struck a chord with me. And uh, we decided to do this episode on multi-level marketing um, to inform and educate and kind of give people, um, you the know, pros and cons. the pros and cons, some of the pitfalls and what to look out for to protect yourself and your family. 
And after we kind of created this episode, we're like, well, hold on a second. There's so much content here. We also will give an episode on the alternatives. So we'll, so we'll, we'll get to that. Ups. Yeah, follow so up. Because, you, yeah. yeah. Because uh, now I'll say that I joined on to Mary Kay okay. when I was in college, mm-hmm. which is a multi-level yes. marketing company. Mm-hmm. One of the very well known. Yes. One of the original. Mm-hmm. Very well known. And since then, you know, I kind of learned the inside workings mm-hmm. of how a company like that works. And then with, um, you know, studying marketing mm-hmm. all of these years, sure, I have strong opinions about multi-level marketing yeah. companies mm-hmm. and um, the best way to do them. And the, like you said, the pros and cons. And so... Yeah. So let's... It just... it. Let's dive in. It, yeah. Let's it, dive into it. it. Yeah. It's really interesting. And the LuLaRoe story well everyone's talking about it so i think it's a good time to talk to, to talk, talk about, about it, what, what is multi-level right. marketing so let's start with that yeah. what is a multi-level marketing company right okay what so, does that mean right so distributors and multi-level marketing companies they do not receive a salary okay so you're earning money from selling products to people you know so that's mm-hmm. why they have really taken a big jump recently with social media right because your mm-hmm. people you know circle just got a whole, a whole lot, lot bigger, bigger. right mm-hmm. so you're also making commission from every person that you sign up to that company as well as typically a commission from the sales and the recruits generated from that person and it continues down in multiple levels hence multi-level right so the people underneath you in multi-level marketing are known as your downline Mm -hmm. Um, and you'll hear that on the the documentary the lula rich documentary so additional commission is earned from the initial investment that everybody must make in order to join the mlm so which we'll just we'll call them mlms after this so we don't have a big mouthful yeah yeah so to put that in layman's term if i signed up let's say mary Kay, because i was a Mm -hmm. mary Kay consultant First of all, I signed up under someone right. who's a coach. And you had to buy in. I, I had to buy in. Mm-hmm. You have to buy inventory. Mm-hmm. You have to purchase a starter kit. Right. You have to do the training. Mm-hmm. Then you have to do a big welcome coming out party. Right. So there's money going out. Sure. In, right in Before the beginning. you ever make any bag, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, so I had a coach. And then if I recruited Sierra underneath me then she's my downline Mm -hmm. and anytime Sierra sells something I make a profit off of that Mm -hmm. and my coach makes a profit off of that Mm -hmm. so that's how multi-level marketing works right and now every business venture has risks I mean sure we we know that firsthand right so with multi-level marketing or MLMs it's no different so but even if the startup costs seem low You know, like Holly said, additional expenses can add up really quickly. And like you were saying, training and travel costs, website fees, promotional materials, cost to host parties, cost to buy products. And sometimes you don't really realize Mm -hmm. how much is going to be coming out before you see any return. And it's not a small amount of money. I mean, LuLaRoe, for instance, we're going to use that because of the documentary. You know, it's five to six thousand just to get just to get it on the, the base level to get in. That's right. So So, as we're explaining this multi-level marketing, a lot of people can relate this to a pyramid scheme. Correct. But what is the difference between a pyramid scheme and a multi-level marketing company? That's a great question. Multi-level marketing is legal. 
mm-hmm. pyramid schemes are illegal. And the difference and is the the difference is the line is very very thin. It's a technicality, and that's what, and that's what Lularoe is mm-hmm. finding out mm-hmm. is that line is. It's it's very so they're hedging their they're hedging their bets on because they sell a product, and okay. the, and that's the difference. The pyramid mm-hmm. scheme is an investment is scheme, an investment. Scheme. Yeah, the, there's no real product sold, but there's no product sold exactly. Now where Lula Rich gets in trouble, mm-hmm. our people are making a case that their product was unsellable. Yeah, and they were misrepresenting things too, whether mm-hmm. it be return policies or buy-ins or like you were saying, not taking responsibility for, you know, damaged items and things like that. So, um, right. and, and more. I mean, you can definitely look into their lawsuits. They're available <laughs> online to see. So the FTC, which is who monitors organizations like this, it's the U.S. Federal Trade Commission, um, basically says, you know, steer clear of multi-level marketing plans that pay commissions for recruiting new distributors. And why that is, is because if you do the math or look at a chart even that again are available online, you can see that people at the top can do quite well, but the lower you go in the pyramid, Mm -hmm. you're gonna run out of an ability to make a profit. And that happened to a lot of people doing LuLaRoe, for instance, Mm -hmm. the market became overly saturated, right? Yeah, and that's because people were basically rewarded not for selling the product, but for recruiting new people. Mm -hmm. So when you have 50 people selling LuLaRoe in one small town, it's hard to sell your product. Right, exactly. And probably the most famous pyramid scheme mm-hmm. that people know mm-hmm. is the Ponzi scheme. That's right. Named after Charles Ponzi. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he was a swindler who paid out returns with other investors' money. Mm-hmm. And that's where the name the Ponzi scheme came yep. from. And that was Charles back Ponzi. in 1920. Yes. Yeah. So it, this has been around for a long time. For a long time. time. I'm sure. sure it happened before Charles even Ponzi. Then, he's even. just got caught because I think yeah. he was charged with like 86 counts of, I think they got him on mail fraud. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting, you know, a lot of times if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. And a lot of times what happens in Ponzi schemes or pyramid schemes, which again, you're thinking Bernie made off these types of um, pyramid schemes, a lot of times people will be taken advantage of even, you know, based on religion, right? So mm-hmm. the Greater Ministries International was an evangelical Christian ministry that ran a Ponzi scheme that took nearly $500 million from over 18,000 people. Mm-hmm. And the way that they did that they basically preyed on people's maybe cancer diagnosis by saying that they had herbal remedies for cancer treatment, or they gave people options to uh, start an independent country where government would have no jurisdiction and all these kind of outlandish claims. But because people trusted them and they believed in them, they gave them their money. So I think that's a big question you have to ask yourself too is, well, what's in it for the other person? If someone's approaching you to say, hey, why don't you give me Mm $15,000 to invest in this company? Mm -hmm. Well, hold on a second, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think it's important to, you know, even if it's something that someone you might trust, you have to look at the big picture, right? Right, right. That kind of thing, so. And the biggest problem I have with multi-level marketing companies is 
and it can be men or women, mm-hmm. but it's most of them women. are women. Mm-hmm. They sell this idea that you can work from home. Mm-hmm. You own your own be business. Your own you can make your own hours. Mm-hmm. You can basically sit at home and make tons and tons and tons of money right. without barely lifting a finger. Well, and I think they prey and particularly on, on women who maybe were in the workforce and mm-hmm. were contributing to their household and then they're home with a baby. Yeah. And they go for that, right? Well, right. You know, don't you want to contribute to your household like your husband? Does? Well, of yeah. course I do, but good grief, you know, yeah. I'm I'm trying to keep it all together <laughs> here. Like this is a job yeah. in it itself. But what what people don't realize is that the people who are successful, it first of all, it's really really hard. The percentage is against you to be successful in an MLM. That is true, and I can give you some hard yeah. figures there. So. After studying about 350 MLMs, the FTC found that 99% of people who join lose money. Mm -hmm. I'm just, and that's just a fact, you know, based on those 350 that they studied. And some people just don't make any money at all, um, according to the AARP Foundation. Out of 25% surveyed, they may have made a profit at 25%, 27% broke even, and about half of them lost money. So of the quarter that made a profit, 14% made less than $5,000. Yep. And for the amount of work you're putting mm-hmm. into it, and again, and if you watch- investment. And if you watch Lula Rich, you'll see the women that were making the money- they were hustling. They were hustling. I mean, that is a full-time It's a full-time job. job. And all those now, promises. You, you may have the ability to make your own schedule, but what you don't realize is that if you're staying at home with your kid, mm-hmm. then when your husband gets home, you're out selling. You right. have to be. Right. Or, or you're not making money. Or you're on your screen all day answering mm-hmm. messages or do it while your kids are there. Right. Because, because the if pressure you, is if on. If you don't answer this customer's question about this, mm-hmm. then they're going to find the next person that does. And if you will. don't move that product quick enough, knowing you're going to get another shipment in, then you're right. going to be overrun with product. And what are you buying that product with? If you're not making a ton of money, are you putting it on a credit card? Mm-hmm. Are you borrowing money? Are you yeah, going into debt over it? All of the companies I know about, they require you to make a purchase every month yeah, before you have typical. to buy in again. Whether you've sold product or not, mm-hmm. you still have to make a purchase mm-hmm. every month. So that's an investment in and of itself. Sure. If you want to take a few months off, right. you're going to be paying for it either way. Right. So that's one of the things. And you're not really a business owner. Yes, I feel like that is a gross misrepresentation of multi-level marketing because let's face it, you have no ownership in that business. You don't get to make decisions. You barely even get to pick what's getting sent to you to sell. Mm -hmm. I mean, so really at best, you're a sales rep. Yeah. But you're unpaid. You're not well, getting benefits. You, right. You're not getting, you know, overtime. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it from a marketing perspective, okay, as a business owner, mm-hmm. as we are business owners, we have control over our brand, mm-hmm. our message, who we advertise to. Nobody in an MLM has control over that. No. You are not that level of a business owner. And a lot of places, like for instance, just because I've been on the backside of Mary Kay, they have rules on where you can sell it. You can't sell it at vendor shows right. or in They're hair salons. Uh-huh. 
um, and stuff like that. You're not supposed to. I know mm-hmm. some people do. You're mm-hmm. not supposed right, to. Right, right. Well, and you're um, still required to attend trainings, use your personal social media to promote. And, you know, technically that's all unpaid work. In fact, a lot of times you're the one paying to mm-hmm. attend these trainings or these special events. And that was very clear, again, in the Lula Rich documentary. Right. And looking further into LuLaRoe and watching the docuseries is um, it became very apparent that these people didn't own their business because they didn't control the product. They couldn't even pick out what kind of product they they could pick out a shirt, but they couldn't pick out the print. Right. So you would have some people who would get 50 of these funky prints where yeah. you've got birds flying in your booty. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's kind of hard to sell. That's yeah. hard to sell. Mm-hmm. And then there were other people who got prints that were flying off the rack. Right. And you couldn't control which one. If you had a customer that wanted a specific shirt, you couldn't order it for right. them. So that's one of the problems with that one. I know that is not the case in everything, but you still don't have control over the product. Right. If the quality takes a dive, yeah. you have no control over that. Well, yeah. And if you bring in a lot of people on your downline and stuff starts going bad, who are they going to be mad at? Right. You, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of those women are living with a lot of guilt over mm-hmm. what they feel that the injustice, you know, for them that was done. So not to mention now I'm pretty open-minded when it comes to entrepreneurial spirit. I am all for it. I think, Hey, if that fits your personality and you can do it, then I support you 110%. But please, please, please. If I tell you I'm not interested the first time, (laughs) my answer will not change the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth time that you're messaging me on (laughs) Facebook. Um, We've all had it done, right? Like how many times has somebody from high school that you barely spoke two words to is suddenly wanting to sell you some essential oil or whatever it is, you know, and the product may be fine, but I don't know you. Like we barely talked in high school and now you're going to change my life. I'm good. You know, yeah, it becomes annoying. It does. Yeah. You have to, you have to keep that in mind. I, I, and I a hundred percent agree with you that MLMs are good for some people. Mm -hmm. Right. But I think, I just think you need to know going into it that you're going to have to hustle. It's not going to be, just it's not easy as easy as, as they what, say it mm-hmm. is. So definitely. But yeah. And you're going to have to have some thick skin, which is something I decided a, a couple of years ago that I would be so nice and be like, oh, sh- sure. Add me to your party knowing yeah. I'm not interested. Right. And I just got so many requests Bombarded, that, yeah, yeah. that I was finally like, I'm not going to be mean, but I'm going to politely say I'm not interested. And you're going to have to just have thick skin that that's not going to hurt your feelings. Well, and it can come between people too. I mean, because again, for a successful MLM, you're living it, you're breathing it, you're selling it all the time. And I have seen people (laughs) use examples like on their social media to publicize or market their product in a way that I kind of find a little off-putting. Like if you're holding your best friend's brand new baby and you're using that as a, a way to multi-level <laughs> market your Herbalife yeah. or whatever, I'm kind of like, really? Though? Yeah. Like yeah. there's a line. But then a lot of times the companies will cause you, they'll put pressure on you. Well, if people don't believe in you, then, you know, you need to cut ties with that person. That person shouldn't be in your life. Like Mm -hmm. they're not a positive, you know, I'm like, hold on a second here. 
right? So I, I don't like anything that's going to come between friends or family when mm-hmm. it comes to someone else profiting, yeah. right? Yeah. So that kind of yeah. bothers me about MLMs. And I saw that in well, all still, its glory yeah. in Lula Rich, right? Right. Well, what they're doing is they're giving you marketing tools like the logo and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, they'll give you posts to sure. do and stuff, which is all fine and well. And I get that because we but do you that still have to for do, our own business, Right. And you still have to... Like you said, have a little bit of marketing sense, you know, take take a little marketing class at social deaf. media. Yeah. yeah, don't be tone deaf. Use it in the right instances. Right. And don't take advantage of every situation, <laughs> yeah. I feel like. Because then your authenticity wanes. Your credibility mm-hmm. kind of goes out the window. Mm-hmm. And people will only see you for what you're selling. And you lose your personhood almost, you know. Yeah. So. Don't stop, I guess, um, facilitating and managing your relationships with people and let this kind of come between you. Because we mm-hmm. saw where it came in between families mm-hmm. and broke up yeah. marriages and yeah. things because of whether it's debt or yeah. the time right. that it takes. And it, network marketing is an art, right? Um, <laughs> there's a difference in being a pushy salesperson mm-hmm. and network marketing. Yeah. And I think that's what you have to – I mean – People are going to buy something from you always if they have a relationship with you first. Right. And if if you believe in what you sell, I mean, you're halfway there. I mean, that's a right. big part if you're using it in your daily life. I get that. Sure. But you also have to be a human and mm-hmm. not just a salesperson at right. some point. And that's advice that we give to our marketing clients even. You have to show a human side. You can't just be, you know, constant business. Right. So. So what are some things that people can look into Mm -hmm. to know if it's a good decision for them to jump into MLM or not? Yeah. First of all, don't just believe (laughs) that, oh, this person or that person at the top is making, Mm -hmm. you know, thousands and thousands of dollars, which they may be. But that doesn't mean you are going to be making thousands and thousands of dollars, especially not right off the bat. Absolutely. I think knowing where you are in that pyramid, basically, (laughs) um, is important. So, you know, how long has the company been in business? I mean, we, we know Amway. Yes. Avon, Mary Kay, Herbalife. I mean, those companies. Now, keep in mind, they aren't without their catches, right? I mean, I know for a fact Herbalife has come under fire for various reasons for promoting nutritional, you know, claims that may not Mm -hmm. have been true or medical claims. yeah, Right, exactly. So same thing with Amway, you know, they've been under scrutiny the way that they are recruiting people Mm -hmm. or reps, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to be careful. I think it's important knowing how long a company has been in business. Uh, You can search whether companies are embroiled in lawsuits or not. I would want to know what they're being sued for. Yeah, you know, is it frivolous or is it legitimate? Does it have a positive reputation for customer satisfaction? Again, it's the leggings, right? Uh When they start ripping and tearing or they're wet or they smell bad or all these, you know, reasons why. I mean, you don't want to. If the print is weird. Yeah. If you you have a hamburger where a hamburger shouldn't Shouldn't be. be. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) What's the buzz about the company and its product on blogs and websites? You know, it's not hard to search that out and find Facebook groups. I'm sure for pretty much every MLM out there, there's positive and negative Facebook groups as we've seen. Yes, right, yep, of course. Um, has the company, you know, 
in, with the state attorney general, right? So in, in LuLaRoe, that was a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. The state of Washington right. took up a suit against them. So yes. again, what are their complaints? Is there better um, business bureau complaints? So I would say definitely do your homework. Don't just take it from your friend Stacy from sixth grade. Yeah. That it's a great thing and <laughs> you should do thing. it. Mm-hmm. And you should never sign up for anything in the actual meeting. Like if you go to a show or something mm-hmm. like that, don't ever sign up for it right then. Give yourself some time to think, do some research. If you're making an investment, you want to know where that money is going to go, just mm-hmm. like anybody else, and that you're going to make it back. Also, check into what the rules are for selling the product. Like I said, some companies like Mary Kay have specific rules on where you can sell that product. And if that doesn't fit in your lifestyle, if you want to go to vendor shows and sell your product, but Mary Kay doesn't allow it, then that's something you need to know. And how to market it, all those are important things to know. What the compensation structure is. Mm -hmm. Very um, important. Yeah. What your potential expenses are. Also very important. How to track your taxes. Because you are considered an independent Independent contractor. contractor. Mm -hmm. That means you are responsible for your taxes Mm -hmm. at the end of the year, just like a business owner. Right. Um, You can... Get the name and contact information of someone at the company who can answer any of these questions. And And get it in writing. Yeah. Yeah. And ask more than one person, like, how much money you can expect to make based on how much time you're willing to invest. Because it's not just money investment, it's your time investment. Yeah, and that's worth a lot. As we know, it is valuable. It is. Yeah. I mean, and keep in mind, too, if you are already involved um, in MLM, then when you're recruiting new distributors, you know, again, you're responsible for the claims that you're making about how much Mm -hmm. money you can earn. So you need to be honest and realistic. I'm sure it could be easy to kind of embellish some of those things because each recruit means more money in your pocket, right? Um, Typically. So, you know, you can even be held liable for some Mm -hmm. of that, depending on what state you live in and what the laws are. So you really need to watch your own back, basically. But I will say that, you know, as of November 2018, more than 18 million Americans are involved in MLM. Um, So it's not going anywhere. And the industry as a whole has been generating over $190 billion. So Mm -hmm. it's not something that's going to go away. You know, it's it's kind of viewed as sort of a loophole um, in a lot of states, you know, they just don't have strict enough regulations to really crack down. So it is up to the consumer or the potential, you know, marketer to do their due diligence because there's not a whole lot to protect you out there. It's true. Yeah. Because I mean, like we said, it's in such a gray area and there's such a fine line I mean, that's why Lula Rowe is tied up in litigation, right? Because it's not a hundred percent clear by the laws and that changed. they did anything wrong. And they've changed. Yeah, and that's their, that's mm-hmm. one of the things that is so devastating about Lula Rose when they started, even if you had done your research, I mean they had good reviews. Sure. They had quality products, but they grew so much mm-hmm. so fast mm-hmm. that they couldn't keep up and instead of pumping the brakes they plowed on through. Well, and to be fair, they had people running their business that were just their family. They weren't necessarily mm-hmm. the most qualified people to do the job. Mm-hmm. So you're automatically going to get yourself into some trouble right. there as well. So 
my takeaway from that, because I, like you said, you know, people that have sold it. I know people that have sold it. The first thing I did when I saw that documentary come out was, oh my gosh, I want to get on Facebook and look at the people I know who have sold it in the past. What is their response? Because they mm-hmm. lived it, right? right? I didn't. Right. And I've never bought LuLaRoe. Um, not for any particular reason, just never happened. So yeah. um, it was very interesting. And I want to be fair to LuLaRoe here. So when I was checking their Facebook posts, I will say predominantly it was positive experiences for the people I know that were into it and they were into it. I mean, they, the husband was into it. They were going on those cruises. They Mm. were doing the whole thing and they are no longer with LuLaRoe, not for anything negative. They just found a different MLM opportunity (laughs) that caught their eye that they went with. So predominantly I feel like the comments were somewhat positive. Several people said the people they knew that got into trouble with LuLaRoe were people that overextended themselves, whether it be financially, mm-hmm. um, maybe they didn't manage their money well in the first place, and that's what attracted mm-hmm. them to LuLaRoe. And there was a woman that stood out in the documentary mm-hmm. like that, that while I felt sorry mm-hmm. for her, I was also kind of like, well, that's you already didn't make a good decision before that. And now, so I think that that seemed to be a common thing where if you're desperate, Mm -hmm. Right. And a lot Mm -hmm. of these people were were desperate to Mm -hmm. I mean, they were living on assistance. They were right. And they Mm -hmm. showed the one woman who continues to sell LuLaRoe. She loves the company. uh It's elevated her family's life. You know, it's improved their life. So I'm not now there are a lot less people selling it. (laughs) I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just thinking that that after the research that we have done is the minority, not the majority. Yes. And that's why I say like. The thing that frustrates me about MLMs is not that they exist and not their practices, none of that. The biggest thing that frustrates me is the lie they sell that you don't have to do a lot and you can make a big profit Yeah, because it's not. You hustle. You have to hustle. So. And you have to be a salesperson. Well, and even if you hustle, and you have your, to talk to people, your tush off, but you're at the bottom of that level, yeah. And you don't have, you yeah. know, they've maxed out. That company's mm-hmm. maxed out. It doesn't matter how hard you work, you're, you're not, not going to be able that. to make yeah. that big money. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so that's the most frustrating part. Is I feel like people should go into it knowing that it's going to be a hustle, mm-hmm. that the odds are against you. That you have to be a salesperson and talk to people because, I mean, I know people who have signed up for MLMs that they don't even like to talk to people. Right. I'm like, how are, you're a salesperson right, now. Right. Like, that's your job. How are you going to You need to be realistic this? about your, the type, your personality, yeah. right? So it's a conversation to have with people that you trust and people close to you and before I, you sign your name. I think it really needs to be something like I would encourage my best friend who's starting her own business that's a risk Mm -hmm. you know starting their own business to you know invest some money in it Mm -hmm. you know get put some money behind it to get it going I would encourage that I would encourage my best friend who wants to go into an MLM only invest in an MLM if it's money you can afford, safely lose. afford to lose. Yeah, yeah. no, because I think it's that's a risk. Fair. It is. Yeah, it's a bigger risk. Yeah, so we don't love... be putting up your house, right? As collateral, don't be taking, don't yeah, don't be taking out cards. a second mortgage 
to sign up for an MLM. And don't believe everything that you see and hear, and especially on social media, as, again, demonstrated in that documentary. I mean, they were pushed and kind of prodded into making themselves appear, right, mm-hmm. to be more well-off and more successful than they really were. And mm-hmm. that goes across the board for everything on social media. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> my my ladies sure. out there, do not feel pressured by what you see. That is just, I know we can say it, that all day long. but In anything. Yes. It's, what what it's clothes not real. you wear, how you parent. Not real. It's <laughs> not, not real. real. Um, so we would love, love, love to hear your feedback on this. And, and as promised, we will come back with alternatives to multi-level marketing. I can't tell you how many women in my homeschool groups are like, what do y'all do to make money, money. when you're home, mm-hmm. right? So we will. We will talk about that stuff, and, and it's it's real stuff and <laughs> might even require less work and time yeah, after watching exactly. that documentary, exactly. to be honest. So um, there is hope. We'll, we'll focus on that next time. But if you want to catch our other episodes... You can check us out at etxpodcast.com, and we release a new episode every other week. We like to feature East Texas attractions, things to do, East Texas women in business, just about anything in this area. Marketing topics, of course, are Mm -hmm. always a hot topic. So go to etxpodcast.com. Let us know some of your suggestions for future topics, and also If you have been involved in an MLM or are interested in that, want to know some more information, we'll be happy to talk to you more about that. If you sold LuLaRoe, we would also like to to know your experience. We would. So fill out that form at etxpodcast.com. Find us on social media, etxpodcast. And until next time, it's it's all good in the piney woods. woods.